1: Welcome to Performance Anxiety. I'm your host, Mark. And before we jump into the show, I want to thank our sponsor, AKG, for sending us their Podcaster Essentials kit. I love the lira mic, and the headphones are incredibly comfortable. If you thought about doing your own podcast, this is the most affordable, highest quality way to do it. I'm joined by singer Kate Clark. She's an up-and-coming country music star, but she's not exactly new to singing. Prior to her moving to Nashville to concentrate on her music, She lived in L.A., trying to learn everything she could about the entertainment business. She wound up being a body double for Scarlett Johansson in Iron Man 2 and singing in the Pitch Perfect movies. And before that, she was a girl from Texas driving around with her dad, bonding over country music. And those memories are the foundation of much of her work. Check out her singles No Halo, Last Names, and Summer. Follow her on social media at Kate Clark Music. Follow us at Performance ANX on Twitter and Instagram. And we are eternally grateful for the coffees you buy us at ko-fi.com slash anxiety Merchandise is available at performanceanx.threadless.com. So buckle up for some sweet stories, great country music, and lots of laughs with Kate Clark on Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network.
0: Yeah, for sure. My management will kill me. I, yeah. <laughs> Hey, y'all, I'm Kate Clark on the Performance Anxiety Podcast. Be sure to check out my new single called Summer.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: Mark, how are you? i you so much to be here. Oh, Thank good. I'm,
1: I'm glad you're here with me. I'm a... Okay. We're in the midst of uh, finishing up making dinner here, so.
0: Oh, I love it. I've, I just got my little one fed, and these cartoons are on, so okay. we're all good.
1: <laughs> so, oh. And I, I, I'm getting interrupted at any time. My dog just fell down the stairs. So it's okay.
0: Oh, wait, hold on. He's, what kind of dog? Is hammy. he okay?
1: Come here. Hammy, <laughs> hey, come here. His, yeah,
0: Babies and dogs. He's just his name name is, is, speaking my language. All right, so uh, we're, I'm
1: cleaning up. So it's, but at least if he, I don't know if you can see him.
0: Oh, hi, babe. Oh.
1: He's a, he's a rescue. He's my rescue. He's a half Australian shepherd, half boxer.
0: Oh, so sweet. So, oh, Refers are the best. Oh, it's yeah. His, a, another baby. His name's <laughs>
1: Hammond, and he's a big goofball. He's just, he cracks me up. I mean, he walks around with it. His new thing is, is this walking around with this blanket. He's had this blanket for like two years, and all of a sudden, he just decided now he's got to take it everywhere he goes. Oh. So That's why he fell down the stairs, because it's too big, because he, he steps on it. <laughs> Yeah. He <laughs> said he steps on his head, takes a nose dive, and the rest of him follows him.
0: Oh buddy. He's
1: a dork. Oh man. But he's he's he's
0: nothing oh. a little treat can't fix. You exactly. Know?
1: Oh. <laughs> exactly. So, um all right, so let's let's uh I wanna learn a little bit more about you because in, in reading your bio and, and doing the the uh research that I have, you've had quite an interesting career already it's it's yeah. amazing
0: it's pretty wild yeah
1: <laughs> so you started off so you're from austin
0: that's right hook horns
1: <laughs> yeah oh see i'm i gotta tell you uh, alabama fan my brother graduated okay.
0: i mean i have to say it my family would kill me but <laughs> i've honestly never been to a game i'm outing myself oh uh, but i have to say it and um my father who recently passed well he's passed about a year ago um the first gift for my son was a ut shirt so it's just it's in my blood i have to say it and i technically don't know anything other than that
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> i'll leave it in and i totally get it I, my college didn't even have a football team so when my brother went to alabama i kind of adopted the team so
0: I love it. I lived down there for
1: for a decade, so I met my wife, and all three of my kids were born down there, so. Oh,
0: sweet, sweet.
1: do have a little connection, at least.
0: Good Southerner. Yeah.
1: I love it. <laughs> yeah, my wife was born and raised down there. She's that's the only place she lived until we moved up to Virginia.
0: Wow. Wow. I have some family in Virginia as well. West Virginia and Virginia. Oh. And I'll just keep talking too. So you feel free. I'm I'm a talker.
1: This so. <laughs> This is what the podcast is, so don't worry about it. It's just conversation. So yeah, I'm love, up in I'm up in Winchester, so I'm like right on the border of West Virginia. So home of okay. Patsy Klein. <laughs>
0: there you go.
1: Which I think I mention in every single podcast. So
0: it's beautiful. I love, yeah.
1: That's I, should, I should call this the Patsy Klein experience or something because it's just... <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, so we're talking about Austin. You grew up there. When did you start really singing? I mean, w- was that something that you've always done or is it something that uh, you were encouraged to do?
0: Yeah, so you know... I think I was always singing. I was the loud mouth of the bunch. I'm the middle child. I'm the one that just feels like they have to be heard and they're never heard. I know you've got three, so they're, I'm not going to say anything. Right.
1: You. <laughs> no, I know what it, uh, I know what it's like.
0: Yes, yes. And my dad, we'd always listen to music in the car, and it was just such a connectivity thing for us. And I didn't really start pursuing music or singing seriously until i moved to la but my love for music was from forever you know i used to pretend to be the radio i have this crazy game where i'd make my family turn on um, a classical radio station and create lyrics and music (laughs) to the classical songs and um um, I've just always loved music, any music, all kinds of music. I used to spend my, um, my allowance on, um, uh, very odd. Cause I don't play piano and I wish that I did. Well, yes,
2: <laughs> um,
0: classical piano c- uh, CDs and records, any kind of records I could get my hands on. There's a great shop in Austin. If you ever go, oh gosh, I don't even know if they're still around. I'll have to get the name okay. and I'll, I'll, um, email you. Yeah. Super amazing record chart. I've just always found myself drawn to music. I love also impersonating different sounds and musicians and singers, uh, anything with noise, lots of noise. Okay. I'm there.
1: So, <laughs> but when you were growing up now, your parents split when you were a kid, right?
0: Uh-huh. And that, yeah, but that was
1: So I was reading that, that music is one way that you really found a way to connect with your dad because you live with your mom yeah. most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was important. It was, uh, when I would see him, um, he loved country music. I mean, to the point where he'd hear a song and he'd just start crying. Uh, and there, uh, i very much like my father in that sense that uh, he's just this open heart, big teddy bear. Um, he can just really feel things and feel lyrics. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, I think I might be a little more like my dad I love my mom to death, but you know I just have so much in common with my dad, and um, I don't have much of a twang anymore. I don't think I don't know. Well, when I was in LA, everyone said, "Yeah, you yeah, have a twang." But <laughs> my dad, I've talked like my dad. Uh, we actually cut a song together oh, um, no. a few years before he passed. We um, covered "Remember When," such such a good song.
1: What were you listening to? So you were listening to a lot of country music when you were driving around and bonding with your dad did that go through the rest of your entire life or were you listening to more a lot of pop or was it a big mix of stuff
0: oh I I honestly I listened to everything I mean from from your Loretta Lynn Patsy Cline to your Lone Star to um you know obviously Garth Brooks uh we can go even more current to the Martinez and the Faith Hills country obviously just sat it's just who I am. It's how I was raised. Yeah, It's the most natural fit. But I adore all kinds of music, even the hardcore rap. Like wow. I said, if, if there's rhythm and sound, or you know, it's it's that human expression that I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, you could think good, bad not recorded professionally recorded professionally there's just something i think that's so special to someone just sharing sharing their art in in whatever capacity whatever form that that is or looks like so i love all kinds of music but definitely countries (laughs) 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 number one
1: (laughs) you ended up going to a performing was it a performing arts high school
0: yeah so i went to uh, mccallum art uh, mccallum and Fine Arts Academy. I'm going to mess that up. Hi, McCallum alumni. Um, (laughs) Clearly, I need some more schooling. (laughs) Yes, sang in the choir there. It was one of those kind of programs that you had to audition to get into. Oh. Uh, Yeah, love that. Uh, Even choral music. I love choral music. I still know some to this (laughs) day. Oh,
1: wow. Man. So when you went there, was it was it for singing or was it for acting? Because I know that you've, you were kind of torn in that direction as well.
0: Right. So at that movie. time, it was, it was just for music. Um, okay. I had auditioned for a few musicals, which I actually didn't get. And I also didn't uh, make the cheerleading squad either. So. <laughs> you
1: should have gone with marching band.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have made that either. I don't know. I, you. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what, what makes your songwriting so real. All that, the rejection. Hey,
0: hey, yes, thank you. Thank you. There's, I, I mean, there's so much beauty in that as well. If you can just learn to take it as a compliment, maybe, you know, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it,
1: it, it just, it's something uh, to learn from.
0: For sure. Exactly. For sure.
1: So after high school, is that when you moved out to LA?
0: That is. You know, I actually, I tried to move out there before graduating high school. Like I said, middle Uh-oh. child, wild child. <laughs> yeah. Um And ended up having to come back and wait. I did not attend my graduation. I got that after coming back from L.A. At that time, I was kind of torn in between acting and music and what do I want to do? Um, I'm an atrocious actress. So <laughs> that was an easy, an easy thing for me to figure out. I mean, yeah, I, I was stellar in my Pizza Hut commercial. So other than that.
1: Excellent. <laughs> well so
0: yes la was a little more acting and then um and in those years spent in la i had this kind of awakening at a stagecoach festival and i thought this is ridiculous you know i absolutely love music i'm creating music i'm writing in la but my home and my heart is in country music and it's time to pack up and head to nashville and and i'm so glad that i did I, I, Yeah, best
1: choice. You did have have some success, though, because you got (laughs) some interesting work out there in Iron Man 2. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) That too. (laughs) So you you ended up, I mean, because honestly, I can't imagine it's easy to be a body double for Scarlett Johansson.
0: You know what? I kind of, it's very bizarre how that happened. I got a call one morning. You know, I went to L.A. and I, I, did everything from background work to pa to wrapping cable to pushing trash cans. Wow. Anything just to kind of learn about this creative process that I was so drawn to. Right. And I'm losing my place. Hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. So we'll get started. I'll, I'll hit record any uh, moment now.
0: You. Yeah. So, uh, um... It was a random thing. I got called. They said, hey, can you show up? We're working on the sound stages in Manhattan Beach Raleigh Studios. Okay. And um, and I said, well, do you have any other information? Oh, no, it's just, the, uh, okay. <laughs> That's- you know, am I in? Am I doubling? Am, am I a- actually acting? Because you don't want me to do that. You know, what <laughs> am I doing? So Maybe I they did there. like your Pizza Hut commercial. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I get there. And they're all, of course, you know, all these beautiful people. And, and I'm very much kind of a beach bum out in the fields, kind of girl. I, whatever, I could care less. <laughs> and, um, they're just made up to the nines and I'm in my typical sweats and a tank top. Yeah, whatever, Kate's here. <laughs> uh, and they all have red hair and I'm going, I i don't think I'm at the right place. And, uh, in comes Scarlett Johansson with a red wig on. And I, They brought me in front of the camera. They said, here, say this, walk, run, jump. What, you know, how, and you just, how high, of course, whatever. And um, they sent all the other girls with red hair home. And it was, it was like the quickest casting thing I'd ever been a part of. Wow. Uh, Aside from a few dirty looks as they're walking. (laughs) I I did, I had no idea what I was doing, but I guess I resembled her enough and the same you know, stats, height, weight, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't too difficult. But when the prod addresses started coming out, I'm going, Oh, I don't know if I could do this. Oh
1: my God.
0: <laughs> um, but it was fun. It was such a great experience. Um I I also love camera lighting. So to work with some of those incredible DPs and just to watch it all come together is I mean, it, that was just invaluable experience.
1: So, after being a double for Scarlett Johansson in Iron Man Two, you ended up actually getting—was it vocal parts in, in *Pitch Perfect* and *Pitch yes. Perfect* Two, right?
0: Yes, that's right.
1: Oh, so how did uh, that happen? Because that's—that you know, I that, love those movies. I'm not a big musical uh, person. I don't like, but my uh, friends of my wife and I said, "Watch this movie, *Pitch Perfect*. It's hilarious. You'll actually enjoy it." So I said, "Okay, all right, I'll okay. get." Oh my okay. gosh. Yes.
0: The writing in it was, is incredible. And a lot of that's just ad-libbing with uh, uh rebel and Adam. They're insane. They're, they're just so talented. Um, and the people working on the music are just as talented. And, um, that actually happened. I was a part of the music department, again, setting up microphones, wrapping cables, whatever I can do to just be a part. Right. Uh, and it turned out on the first one, you know, you hire actresses and most of them could sing They're phenomenal singers. Mm -hmm. And, um, but there's, as you know, there are a lot of parts in that movie, a lot of, um, just a lot of singing. Yeah. And we decided that the actors should sing their main lines and then maybe have some singers who can come in and just get it done really fast, sing everything else. And, um, of course, locate in the back. <laughs> 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 pick me, pick me. Yeah. And so I ended up singing for a couple of the producers, and they're like, okay, go ahead. So,
2: wow. Um,
0: yeah. I kind of lucked into it, but I also had perfected my role at being a fly on the wall that I knew when to step up and, and take a chance. And, I, and again, I'm glad that I did.
1: That's awesome. And then you mentioned, uh, was it uh, Stagecoach? That, mm-hmm. that what so what happened there to, to make you want to leave LA and did when you did did you have anything lined up when you went to Nashville?
0: You know, I had nothing, nothing lined up other than years of growing up knowing that I loved Nashville. I wanted to be in Nashville, but I had already kind of stumbled upon this thing that was working in LA and I, I had great work and great gigs and and that's hard to build up, so it was also hard to leave in a sense. But Stagecoach was just one of those moments. I'm there with my girlfriends. I'm listening to incredible music. And what got me was they just kept stage hopping. And I'm going, you're literally leaving in the middle of a Dwight Yoakam set. Do you not realize what we're watching? Wow. And, and for me, it was like, okay, I'm done. My love of music and this relentless urge to go do what I want to do and not what's good for a movie or for a film or drop the twang or maybe not say it like that. That's too country. I was like, I've had enough. I want to do what they're doing. And I I want to try my hand at doing it full time, but you know, no more acting, no more of this.
1: Wow! Um,
0: Let's just jump in. Let's dive in.
1: That's that takes courage
0: in a matter of two weeks I was out. And I, in wow. fact, I didn't even tell the girls that I was at stagecoach with that I was leaving. i just left. I had had enough.
1: Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Wow. So you didn't have any, did you have a plan, a place to stay or anything? You, how did, I can't um, even imagine just oh, You doing-
0: know, what was bizarre is um, I was working with an engineer at the time who had done a Dave Pensado pod, one of his um, podcasts or shows that he does. Okay, yeah. And uh, he said, well, if you do country music, you should meet my friend David Huff. And I'm going, yeah, okay, whatever. Everyone yeah. knows. Somebody. Yeah. I, at this point, I'm so Hollywood, right. jaded. If you drop a name in front of me, I'm out. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up taking that meeting and it was after that meeting, I went back to Texas because I knew I was done with LA. I had already packed up my stuff. I got actually got rid of most of it. Oh, wow. uh, and my parents are in Texas. So I went to Texas after the meeting with David. And um, it, the meetings had gone great. Yes, let's record a record. But obviously these things are very expensive and um, take time. Right. And at that point, you know, I was still in the midst of honing in on writing and what do I want to say? And, you know, I made this very strong decision that I no longer wanted to communicate for other people. I would like to communicate for myself and say what I want to say and what fits me and what am I comfortable with? Right. Yeah. And again, too much peroxide. Where are we?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just kind of talking about how you, you got from LA to Nashville. So, but you, you, brought up a couple of things. I, I definitely wanted to ask you about when did you start writing your own material? I mean, is, is that, is it something that's just recent when you so made the move? I
0: started writing actually in LA with a few other writers. And um, so I started writing in LA, but it, it's one of those things where if you're not doing it every day, or if you, I feel like Nashville is just the place to really immerse yourself in this, like, just this incredible songwriting not quite sure how to explain it but i had been writing for a while okay but i had i hadn't been writing in an environment where i f- could say and do and feel everything i needed to say and i don't think i could have until i as a person and being felt a little more settled and so it wasn't until being in nashville and kind of getting my feet on the ground and feeling a little more secure in life that I was able to take the time and write. And uh, I was actually being paid as a writer um, from a company actually in Europe. So that really helped that transition go a little smoother than it probably could have gone. I was very fortunate in that sense where I I could take every day and uh, research songs and writers and, uh, and just start and day in and day out, right, 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 right. And I got a lot of flack for not playing out like, Oh, you're here. And you know, how many shows have you done? I'm going, well, wait a second. You know, I'm not, you know, I'd like to stand on stage and and love what I'm singing. And um, So I took a lot of time to, to just write. And I still, to this day, I, I love, I love writing. I'll never not be writing oh that's
1: awesome so that that was my next question was were you performing out at all while you're in LA
0: yeah so I performed out not too much as the venues are a little different there yes so there was definitely some performing okay Uh, a lot of more acting though unfortunately Uh, you know so yes but it wasn't until Nashville that I'm like okay let's write then we can get on stage
1: okay so how long have you been in Nashville at this point now?
0: So it's been probably about almost four and a half years, maybe oh, wow. going on five. It's been a while. Wow,
1: yeah. that's awesome. You started releasing songs earlier this year. So have you been releasing stuff or have been recording things this entire time from from the time you got uh, to Nashville to, because uh, the, first, the first song that I've, I've seen is No Halo, which was, uh, that was released earlier uh, earlier this year, right? Uh-huh,
2: Okay. Yeah. So,
1: This entire time Are we were writing for other people.
0: So I was writing this entire time. Okay. I, if there was one thing I learned from LA, it was just be ready, have material. Don't just have one song. So um, I have, vac- I have, I have a ton of songs and it wasn't until signing with this new management um, and this distribution deal that I kind of opened the vault and they're going, wait a second, you know, we can release for the next two or three years wow. or, or, you know, and just kind of build things up in an organic way. And, um, so definitely these songs were kind of already there. Um, okay. if you felt it just lying around in the vaults and when I say I came to Nashville, I didn't have, any friends No, nobody it was like a car an empty apartment and a fridge with potatoes like it (laughs)
2: wow and it
0: was just writing and um so it it's that's been a great thing because now with this new team it's just fun to go in and kind of piece the releases together clearly they know a little more than i do on (laughs) (laughs) how what would best work so i just go yes yes Yes. or no i don't i don't love that song no 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 um but it's been
1: fun yeah we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors so uh, no halo is the was the first release the first single, and it sounds like there's definitely a story behind that song Or, or is there one that you can kind of, can you explain it a little bit? And, and do you do a lot of autobiographical writing? I mean, it was a lot of storytelling.
0: I'd say it's maybe a 50-50 both. Okay. I mean, and truly in the day, it's just whatever side of the bed I wake up on or what's pressing, what point, what right. what do I need my chest? So no halo, if, if I were to say I carried any kind of chip on my shoulder, it would be like so just feeling that pressure that most women feel to be all the time to right. say the right answer to, you know, if a producer comes up to you on set, you should smile. And I'm, so I had just had enough and I decided to write about it. And, but in a positive way to just remind girls at all ages. And in fact, I wanted to keep those. I was nervous to release it because the lyrics are so simple, if you will, ABC one, two, three, but I wanted girls as young as five to really sit down and understand, oh, wow. You know, I can, I'm still an okay human being. Yeah. If there isn't this ring of light always cast over me, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. You you know, you don't have to be perfect. The rest of the world isn't Hollywood. It's not LA. So it's, you're not going to be perfect. So don't, you don't have to worry about that.
0: Right. Right. And I was like, if 10 year old Kate, would
1: have heard that song. I think it would have made a somewhat of an impact. Going like, "Oh yeah," got a ten year old market right. like that. I'm not even a girl. <laughs> 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 See, I I'm the kind of, and I always have been the kind of person who I feel like if I try something new, I should already know how to do it. And it's been a that's been my biggest struggle with just about everything I've done. If I screwing up something I don't know how to do, I I just I feel like I should already know how to do whatever it is I'm trying for the first time. Right, I right. Ridiculous. I
0: think you struggle from that same illness. <laughs> it, it,
1: I feel ridiculous when I have when I admit that, but it's uh, that was my one of my biggest one of my biggest problems.
0: <laughs> hey, oh, you've admitted it, and you're now on your your journey to <laughs> recovery, Mark. <laughs> okay.
1: My name is Mark, and I'm a recovering perfectionist.
0: And you're on performance anxiety. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've got an interesting um, release dynamic that you're doing. You're doing an original and then a a cover. And No Halo wasn't actually the first song that I heard from you. It was Wonderwall. Ah. And I will. I'm going to be completely transparent right now. Country is not a genre I'm really familiar with. I like what I like, and I. Right. And I don't know a whole lot of it, I guess I should say, which is one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is because I get to learn about new genres and things that I maybe haven't explored in the past to my own detriment, but I do love Oasis. So when I heard Wonderwall, I knew you were a country artist, but I heard Wonderwall and I'm like, "This this doesn't sound completely country. This is... You, you slowed it down. It's got a of yes. some country elements to it, but you know it's, it's not your standard country cover. Today
2: is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now you should have somehow realized what you got to do. And I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Eggby, the word is on the of
1: fire How did you first of all, how did you pick Wonderwall and I, I, I don't even know the next question I guess it, how, did, how did you come up with that really awesome arrangement?
0: So Wonderwall happened I, I tend to be kind of a night owl, and um, whether it's writing or researching things uh, I've, I've, I'm just always going in wonderwall of all things maybe i don't know if it was a documentary something flashed over the tv and i heard wonderwall and i'm thinking i've heard this song before i love this song yeah and it wasn't five seconds later i was like i'm covering this song wow is happening and i talked to david and i said hey i know this isn't country but just, just roll with me. I said, we can put fiddle, we can throw some mandolin on top. But I, in that moment, it was like, I need to be down in the bayou, in the swamp, in this wonder Wonderwall. I'm, for me, I call it Um, I've got a cover of Hurt. Um, I did kind of a play on Johnny Cash's version. Oh, cool. Both songs to me, I call my journey songs, okay. where just put them on, you put your headphones on, the babies are in bed, you've got the glass of wine and you just take a journey yeah. and you just, you just, you just, go somewhere. I could and, definitely
1: hear that with Wonderwall.
0: Right. Right. So, um, so for me, it was like, Wonderwall was a no brainer. Um, and I'm very much, I had just watched the, um, uh, uh, gosh, oh no, I'm going to forget his name. <laughs> Literally the most iconic producer of all time. Anyways, I just watched a show and he had said a quote. He, he you know, um, art should have no lanes. I'm butchering this horribly, but something along those lines, and okay. that really stood out for me. Yeah, uh, and uh, as much as I love country, I just love music. Period. Right. Uh, and if it speaks to me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sing it. I'm going to, whatever it is. So that was Wonderwall. And um, the arrangement was very much David Huff sitting down and just creating this. I I had given him a picture, if you will, a story. I said, you know, the bayou, the swamp, let's just drop it back. Let's, you know, just, I I tend to lean towards the darker side of things and just just to vibe out. Okay. And he was to really put that picture into instruments and he, he crushed
1: it for sure. So it's, no. it's really a unique arrangement of the song and it, it really puts that whole song into a different perspective. So I, it's one of my favorites. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. How, so how else do you pick some of the covers? Cause you, I've heard, heard some and I've heard of a couple that haven't come out yet. So I, hopefully I'm not, Getting anybody in trouble when I mention a few of them, but uh, you did Happy by Pharrell. That was really cool. That, I like that yeah. because that is more of a country take. Yeah. Yeah. Toxic by Britney Spears, which I am not real familiar with Britney Spears, but I liked your version of it.
2: a taste of your-
1: And then you. Um, "Drink You Away" by Justin Timberlake, which I have not heard yet, and "Black Water" by the Doobie Brothers, which is one of my favorite Doobie Brothers songs.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, well, i'll I'll make this happen, and I'll get you some of those <laughs> songs. Are actually some of my favorites, and I cannot wait for them to be released. Oh, awesome! Um, so I'll I will send you those.
1: Okay, but I promised that I won't put them in the podcast because I know that this podcast is coming out much sooner than those songs are supposed to be released so okay. i promise I, I i promised your manager i would not she she's like oh i can't send you those yet because they're not they're not coming out yet so okay. i'm, I'm going to yeah. be up front oh. about that i don't want to get anybody in trouble <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's going to get edited out of the podcast too so. okay yes
0: and, and edit out all my flubbering and blubbering
1: oh. too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you pick some of these songs i mean is, is there meaning or behind them? is there a you know a uh, a memory with them, or is it just a song you like?
0: so I towards the end of the day will always kind of turn on music or a Spotify playlist, and a lot of these um I hate to even say it because there should be a better story behind these song choices, but a lot of these songs just come on and for whatever reason the mo- there's just this moment where I'm going it I'll either get goosebumps or i it's just a feeling and I'm going, man, I really resonate with that. Or man, you know, today that's really helping me get over whatever it is I'm dealing with. And I should just go sing it.
1: That's Um, fair. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big story. It just, it, it makes you feel something.
0: Well, for Blackwater, my stepdad loves, loves, loves the Doobie brothers. And every summer we get in the car and travel from Austin, Texas to Virginia, West Virginia new jersey florida and back
1: well you're hitting with, where all my family is really yeah I'm, I'm virginia my I've got family in in uh, new jersey and pennsylvania so some down in alabama i've got some cousins down in florida so
0: we may be related
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's quite possible <laughs> you know florida is a little strange <laughs> it's
0: all a little strange up there yeah new
1: jersey's a lot strange i'll tell you that
0: but yeah, for Blackwater, that uh, that song was played ad nauseum on repeat in those car trips. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, okay, yeah, I've had enough. And I'm somebody who can repeat, repeat, repeat and be fine with it. But I had had enough. And um, in my adulthood, hear- hearing it was probably the first time I had heard it since being in on one of those car trips and it was just such a nostalgic thing. that I'm going, okay, you know, I got to get this out of my system and make it a positive and my stepdad will love me for it. So that happened.
1: I know that <laughs> feeling I was driving around with my wife and same thing, a song will come on and I'm like, I'll leave it on. But I, When I was a kid, I hated this song and I don't know if I leave it on for the nostalgia or maybe my tastes have changed and I like it, but I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've been enjoying this the uh, the covers, but last names that song's pretty damn powerful. That oh, is a, one hell of, of of a finely written song. I, I I love it. Oh,
0: thank you, thank you, thank
1: you. Can you and, and I know that it's, it's got a connection with your dad can you kind of explain a little bit about the connection and, and what made you write that song
0: oh yeah last names it still gets me just thinking about it.
1: Uh, and um, if it if it's too much i mean we don't have to go no
0: no no, no not at all okay um it, it is probably one of my most um personal songs written to date or shared to date. Right. Uh, i went into a co-write um with Devin Malone and Katie Malone. They're phenomenal writers. Uh, Devin is a phenomenal guitar player here in town. Katie also produces. They're just like this wonder couple, just power couple. They're incredible. And I had this idea that I I'd kind of been holding on to for a while. Just, I had this line, some of us get last names that don't mean anything.
2: Mama, I
0: know, I know I know
2: back porch when the lights went out. Then I couldn't see, I can see why now. There's pictures all around in this dusty
0: come to Nashville, I'm working with David Huff and there's such a lineage and legacy to the name Huff. Yeah, and it just clicked in my mind. Like, you know, it's bizarre, to, but beautiful to see that and see that it exists. But for the other half of the world that aren't as blessed with something like that, you know, it just felt fitting to write about it. And um, so I had that line, some of us get last names that don't mean anything and they loved it they said okay we're gonna do this let's write this and um every line is is something real that happened in my life and um it was a little scary to share but I'm so happy I did and it's just such a sweet beautiful song that hits hard but I still call it sweet
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it really it's very uh I can you can feel your actual connection in the performance so it's it's so successful so successfully written and performed it which doesn't happen all the time you're going get a, a very well written song that maybe doesn't get performed as well but you, i mean you, you pulled the entire thing off and it, it it's really it's a song that actually that touches me so it
0: oh man thank you so much i mean that's the highest compliment that you can give <laughs> an artist, that you can give a writer. So that, thank you. Thank oh. you. Thank
1: you. Well, thank you for, for sharing it because I can't even imagine how difficult, first of all, writing that song is, then recording it and then sharing it with the world. That has to be very difficult.
0: Well, there were definitely a few takes at the microphone where I'm going, okay, <laughs> time out.
2: Uh.
0: <laughs> time out. Cause at the end of the day, you know, um, when we were in that writing session, you know, I, um the inverse of not having a father who is there is you have this strong mom hopefully and in my case i had this amazing strong mother and so i'm at the microphone and it was just like wow you know i owe this woman a, a great deal of thank yous wow. and I, hopefully this song will start <laughs> checking some of those <laughs> things off the list
2: yeah. uh,
0: it was it wasn't too difficult to sing but it it start at just when a story is so real to you in your life it it, it took a few takes <laughs> i can
1: only imagine and you've got a a new single coming out uh summer so i just heard that for the first time about a, an hour ago okay that's very <laughs> that song's so nice it's so it's it's happier <laughs> summary? yeah very summary very very <laughs> aptly titled and and the release is perfect i mean man you guys are doing your homework
0: <laughs> look i i can't take any credit for it
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I really enjoyed that song it's it's um i mean it's quite different from last names so oh, yeah
0: well, uh, um, a funny thing that happens on a lot of our team meetings is, uh, yeah, so uh, Kate, I'm going to write something upbeat and happy. <laughs> 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 and I'm a very upbeat and happy person, but when it comes to music, I always lean towards the darker things. So that, that's how Summer was born. And um, it was another conversation with David it, going, look, we got to get some happy, upbeat songs in this mix. And uh <laughs> So we kind of came up with that song together, and we wrote it together. And um, it it feels good to have a fun upbeat song. Out there. You
1: need one for the summer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I also love summer. I'm a summer baby. I'm a water baby. Um, I love. I played beach volleyball almost every day that I wasn't working in California. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the line about you know on the edge of town you know just just ready for that feeling that's me sitting on uh, washington boulevard trying to get to the pier and get a good parking spot and get my butt on the beach you know (laughs) that that feeling so um it's fun to have that encapsulated in a song now because i can just play the song and be right back there on the beach oh
1: that's (laughs) awesome so how many songs do you have recorded? Because I know this whole, this past year has really kind of turned the, the entire industry on its head as to how things get recorded and released. Are you recording a song and releasing it, or do you have a backlog of things that are recorded and you're just releasing them as, as the time is right? So I,
0: like we talked about earlier, I have a backlog of music, um, but during the pandemic, that's when a lot of these kind of cover ideas were born and a lot of these original songs as well. But I actually record all of my own music on my own vocals wow I run pro tools at like uh, just like I said I was soaking everything up how can I do this back out I'm in not LA, right but uh, yeah waiting on other people's schedules you know when you have an idea you, you want to get it out pretty quick at least that's how I operate yes
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm able to just go step at my microphone and turn on Pro Tools and plug in and go. Um, awesome.
1: So. That is fantastic. So are, are there going to be a string of singles or are we going to be able to have a full length entire album out at some point?
0: So for now, as we kind of do this organic build, if you will, it's just going to be singles. Okay. Now we could, we could release an EP or an album, but I'm listening to the pros and, and I agree with them a hundred percent that let's just kind of sprinkle in, hi, I'm Kate. Here's what I do. Here's how I feel about music. And here's what my music sounds like. And just kind of builds organically.
1: Well, It's a perfect time to take that route because, you know, touring hasn't been able to happen for a year. So you can't really support an album with a tour. And no. even if, things open up tomorrow you can't just go right out and start performing so it's this yeah right. i think i think you're right i think uh doing singles is probably a great way to get the, the exposure that you want
0: right yeah and I, especially for a new artist you know we're not you know i'm not in, uh, currently opening up for anyone i don't need you know 10 20 songs set so the singles is where it's at for now
1: that's wonderful I've kept you for quite a while. I wanted to thank you. This has been awesome. It's been a blast talking with you and getting to know you and Thanks.
0: Same thing same. Thank you. Thank you. This uh, was fun. Awesome. I was looking forward to this. I oh, found out in Florida and I was like I had heard about your show. Really? So, um, I was just like, "Oh, okay. Actually, I may Do you have an Instagram?"
1: Yes. Yes. Maybe it's Instagram. It's uh, at uh, performanceANX.
0: Yes,
2: And
1: that's I think. that's that's all it is. So, I, uh, what is all right? So what's your? I think I've. It's on the uh, website, right? Which is kateclarkmusic dot com, and Twitter and Instagram are both kateclarkmusic. Yes, it's all there. I, sometimes I have I. I forget to follow people until I actually talk to them and then I immediately when we're done I go back and I follow so but uh, look
0: I won't hold it against <laughs> you and honestly I'm the worst at social media which is a bad thing because apparently you have to be really good at it these days so luckily I have really great people who help me along the way
2: another hard week's work is done and I'm done too and let's good